Hello, everybody. You're listening to and watching Talking Sports with Evan. I am Evan Witalison, your host. And it's been a couple weeks since I brought to you Talking Sports with Evan for various reasons. Was up in Door County uh, for a few days. And uh, after I got back, just had a ton of stuff going on, running around doing. So I wasn't able to get a show in to record or do a live show. And then last week, combination of working my other job and also officiating uh, some games as well. So to kind of give you an idea what the show's looking like here tonight, going to talk Packer 53-man roster, or technically 52-man roster as we sit right now. Also going to be talking about uh, my thoughts and feelings on Jordan Love and how he played this uh, preseason. I think we have to um, lower our expectations a little bit. I think too many people are expecting Jordan Love to be 2020 Aaron Rodgers and not let him develop like a young quarterback should. And I am also going to talk about why I think Corbin Burns should be the uh, NL Cy Young Award recipient because he's doing stuff in his uh, quarterback in this year. I mean, not quarterbacking, um, pitching this year that I think he uh, deserves a ton of credit. Corbin Burns has just been totally incredible. I'm going to give my thoughts, too, on the situation going on with the Packers and the Saints. And it's looking like the um, Packers and Saints will not be played in New Orleans due to the hurricane that just went through. And that's kind of what I want to start with right now. Um, you know, my, my heart breaks for the people in uh, southern Louisiana, New Orleans area. I spent time uh, in Louisiana, in New Orleans, uh, doing work with Habitat for Humanity as well as I had a conference down there a couple of years back. And I love the city of New Orleans. I think it's a great city. They have great people down there. Even, you know, I was down there for the first time six months following Katrina. Um, so you can imagine what the city looked like six months after Katrina hit. It was still devastated. Lower Ninth Ward still looked like the hurricane literally just went through. Um, and the issue you had, and the reason why that area hadn't been clean, uh, cleared up yet, because a lot of people either evacuated and had no intention of coming back, or people who didn't evacuate, um, you you don't know where they where they are. You didn't know where they were anymore. Um, there's a chance that when the water receded, they ended up in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, you just don't know, and you can't just tear things down and rebuild right away because you have to um you have to give it so many days before the city could claim the property so during my time down there like i said i completely fell in love with the city the people down there even after the whole of uh, the hurricane katrina went through which 16 years prior to this storm katrina made landfall in louisiana in that area um the people were still super nice and friendly even though they lost everything, they lost a ton, they lost a lot, they lost loved ones, but they were still some of the nicest people you'd ever meet. So I have a spot a spate spot in my heart uh, for, for New Orleans. I love the city. So it was really devastating to hear that the entire city right now is without power. And just think about that for a moment. The entire city of New Orleans is currently without power. The entire Orleans parish is without power right now. And think about that. What if this, you know, the city of New York, city of Chicago, city of Milwaukee, city of the major city, wherever you are, you know, what what were to uh, 
what would you just picture that entire city not having any power? So it's very eye-popping to hear the fact that they don't have power at the moment. And because of that, the Packers and Saints are likely going to have to find a new home. It looked like it was going to be AT&T Stadium in Dallas, but there's conflicts there, so they can't play the game there. So now it's looking at where could they play. And if I had to put money on it, my guess would be they are probably end up playing in Jacksonville. Um, but we'll, we shall see. So – you know, if you if there's any way you can help out for a lot of the the groups and charities that are trying to offer help to the to the deep south right now, the Louisiana area that got ravaged by um, ILDA, um, if you can find any you know find it uh, any extra change to help them out at all, I know it's going to go a long way. So, like I said, it's a great city with some great people, and you know, New Orleans is uh, southeastern Louisiana, southwestern Louisiana. They're going to rebuild and rebuild better. As that's what they they you know that's what they do. So moving on, the Packers' 53-man roster has been set, or technically they're at 52 at the moment, but not really any surprises. Um, not really anything happened with the Packers' roster decisions that surprised me. Um, they it went exactly how I figured it was going to go. To go. The only thing that probably surprised me a little bit, but not really, was David Bakhtiari starting the season on the pup list, which is meaning he won't be available for the first six weeks of the season. Um, what's not surprising, I know, and I even questioned uh, initially early on, you know, they could always put him, uh, place him on the initial 53-man roster and then put him on the IR, and then he's back within three to four weeks. Well, unfortunately, they can't do that. Um, the injury happened last year. He got put on the IR for it last year, so they can't put him back on the IR for the same injury. If you remember back a couple of years ago and Rodgers broke his collarbone, there was a big to-do about um, big to-do about the you know Packers activate Rodgers from the IR, and he plays a game and they they IR him again. A lot of confusion and questions about you know, why were they allowed to do that? Apparently it was a new injury is what the Packers claimed, but you can't put somebody on the IR twice with the same injury. Um, so they wouldn't be able to put him back on the IR with the knee. Plus it's pre-existing. It happened last year, so they couldn't put him on. Um, Wody and Tausch, uh, local station here, uh, show here in the Madison and the Milwaukee area, that's they were kind of talking about. So, you know, I learned something new listening to their show today. But overall, the 53-man roster they set up didn't really surprise me. Um, I did figure that J.K. Scott would make the initial 53-man roster, same with Hunter Bradley, but it doesn't mean that they would be on the 53-man roster come week one. Well, Packers traded for a punter. So J.K. Scott is no longer on the 53-man roster, and it all comes down to performance. And he didn't perform. He, uh, he had a good start to his Packer career, his good start to his rookie year. He has a booming leg, so he's going to find another home in the NFL. But the problem with J.K. Scott, no consistency. He'll kick it 60 yards, one punt, and the very next he'll kick it 30. He'll kick it sky high in the air with super long, uh, you know, hang time, and then he'll end up, you know, line drive kicking it, giving up a big return. No consistency there. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that the Packers have with their special teams 
is it's not so much the cover unit, it's the inconsistencies of the Pearson kicking the ball, which makes your punt coverage not look so good because when the ball leaves Hunter uh, J.K. Scott's leg, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think hopefully with the new punter who uh, had a really good year in uh, Buffalo a couple years, uh, uh, I think last year, um, really good year in Buffalo last year. I hope he is able to help that punting unit improve from the past couple of years and get some. The key thing is get some consistency in with the punting game. So if you're watching this live, um, what are your thoughts on the Packers roster right now? What are your thoughts? Are you happy with what they did? Are you upset with what they did and why? Um, comment. Uh, I'll share the comments over the stream and talk about it. But right now, quarterback position, you have Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, no surprise. They uh, released Kurt Benkert, and there's a possibility, very likelihood, that Benkert will be on the, on the practice squad. At running back, they kept Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Kalen Hill, Kalon Hill, um, seventh-round pick on the Mississippi State. Um, again, not surprised. Um, Jones is obviously a premier back in the league, uh, one of the top three, top four running backs in the entire NFL. Uh, A.J. Dillon, second-round pick last year, so showed flashes um, of what he could do, especially against Tennessee. And then uh, Hill, if for some reason something were to happen to Jones or Dillon, that Hill had to be featured more in the running game or more in the offense, I would be fine. The way he looked in uh, training camp, the way he looked in uh, – the way he looked in the Packer preseason games, I would be perfectly fine with Hill um, taking a lot of carries and snaps. And, uh, he, he, you know, he shows he can block. He's good in the, in the passing game. He can run really well. He scored two touchdowns in the preseason. Um, the only touchdown against uh, – I think it was the only score against the Texans, if I'm not mistaken. So I like Hill, how he lasted all the way to the seventh round. I think it was pick 256 or something like that. I, I can't even, I don't even know how he lasted that long. But Packers got a steal there. Not surprising, they released Dexter Williams and Patrick Taylor. Patrick Taylor possibly could end up back on the Packers practice squad. I don't think Dexter Williams does. I think he's going to look for a, diff, a different opportunity someplace else. Taylor could end up back on the practice squad. We shall see. Receiver positions. And this is where it was probably – the least shocking at all, because as soon as they traded for Randall Cobb, the top five wide receiver positions were assured. They were guaranteed roster spots. Devante, Lazard, Velda, Scantling, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers. Those five, barring injury of some sort, were guaranteed to make the 53-man roster. The, 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 what uh, guys like Malik Taylor and St. Brown and Winfrey and Bagleton and Hazelton and Funches before he got hurt and then released. They were fighting for one or two spots, those guys. And Malik Taylor had a great preseason. He he had a great preseason. He in the game against Buffalo, he showed that he could beat top-notch corner, one of the top corners in the NFL in, in uh, Buffalo. He uh, was able to make catches and run strong routes against uh against him. Um he definitely earned his roster spot. Bagleton, very close. I'm sure he'll be on the practice squad as well. Winfrey, 
looked looked to be the part. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't play in any actual preseason games due to, uh, I want to say, shoulder injury. So he was unable to actually play in any preseason games, which obviously hurt him and hurt his opportunity to make the roster. St. Brown is dealing with the hamstring injury, and I don't know who Hazelton is. So Funches had a hamstring injury as well. He ended up being put on IR and then ultimately released. Kind of the interesting thing with that, if let's say somebody goes down in the Packers wide receiver room or or something, they can always bring him back. Um, you know, after he's been released for three weeks, they can bring him back. So, and and some of you who follow me on here, follow the show, follow me on Twitter at Evan Wood Sports. You know, I I really like Academia St. Brown. I like his work ethic. I like the effort he puts in. But unfortunately, he couldn't stay healthy. And you have to be able to stay healthy to, in order to, to be available. And if you're not healthy, you're not available, you can't make the roster. And unfortunately for him, the Packers had to move on. Is he a practice squad candidate? I don't know. I would be. I would love to see him on the practice squad in Green Bay, um, get some work down there, be available if, some, if an injury happens. But he may look for another opportunity elsewhere in the NFL as well. You look at Detroit, their wide receiver room is – is is a joke um they don't really have much in detroit right now wide receiver his brother's there maybe he'll go play with his brother i don't know but i do wish uh st brown well and i hope he succeeds wherever he goes i know he got a lot of slack from people but like i said i i follow him on social and he just seems like a really you know really cool guy who works his butt off trying to you know, get what he wants. He just couldn't stay healthy. He had a, a, a pretty solid close to his rookie year, looked to be taking that uh, second year bump, and then he had that injury in Canada. And unfortunately, from there, he uh, couldn't stay healthy. So tight ends, they went with Mercedes Lewis, Tanyan, Degara, and Dominic Daphne, and then released Bronson Kafusi and the reserve suspended list, Jay Sternberger which there's no guarantee Sternberger is going to have a spot on this roster once the suspension's over. Um, his position coach was questioning uh, his off the field, um, what he's doing off the field when he's away from the building. Um, Cause he doesn't really seem to know the playbook. And this is year three in the system. You would think by now he would understand and know the playbook. I like Jace. I think he's a very good talent, but if you're struggling to understand the offense, that's the only offense you've been in in your NFL career going into year three. I, I think it's about time to cut your losses. And he's another one that I hope does well at anywhere he goes. I think the only way he ends up being put back on the 53-man roster, if if there's some kind of injury amongst the, the four tight ends the package kept. Offensive line, they kept, obviously, um, Elton Jenkins, Billy Turner, Lucas Patrick, Josh Mayers, Royce Newman, John Runyon, Yosh Nujman, uh, Dennis Kelly, and Jake Hansen. Keeping Jake Hansen surprised me. He uh, he had three negative plays that I remember in the uh, Buffalo game. He had um, a bad snap to Jordan Love. He had another play where he uh, Jordan Love tripped over him uh backing out from center stepped on him and then on the same play and that this is jordan love's interception in the game with buffalo not condoning what jordan love did she not have threw the ball I'll get to jordan love next but 
He steps on Jordan Love, almost causes Jordan Love to fall. There's a guard that's pulling who's supposed to block out, kick out the last guy in the line of scrimmage because the Packers are doing a run action. Trips the pulling guard. The pulling guard now falls to the ground. And now Love has a guy in his face as he's throwing off balance into the end zone on a jump ball attempt that got intercepted. Again, not condoning the throw is a poor decision. You know, you got to figure, you know, take the sack or figure out another way to throw it away. Um, but you can't take it. You can't throw. You, you can't have a turnover there is what I'm trying to say. So Hanson, and then he had the, uh, he wouldn't snap the ball and had to delay a game penalty as well. So I'm very surprised Jake Hanson made the team, especially over a guy like Ben uh, Braden, who has shown uh, he could be pretty versatile playing both guard and tackle if he had to. Um, Cole Van Landen still needs some work. He'll be likely on the practice squad. Coy Kronk, um, another guy that's practice squad potential. And Jacob uh, Carpa, who they released as well. David Bakhtiari, as I mentioned, of the physically unable to perform list. Um, obviously, you want to make sure he's fully 100% healthy and he won't be able to play until week seven probably end up about week eight um, after he gets week nine, after he gets a couple weeks of practice in to get things uh, comfortable. But I'm still fine with the Packers offensive line and what they're going to look like. Jenkins is going to be your starting left tackle. Um, Josh Mayers is going to be your starting center. And then it's going to be, uh, you know, figure out who your guards are going to be between Lucas Patrick, Royce Newman, and John Runny. I think, uh, Royce Newman has uh, secured the starting right guard position, and it's a matter of left guard between Patrick and uh, John Runyon, who's going to start there. And then uh, Billy Turner, likely your starting right tackle going into um, 2021 with Dennis Kelly being your, your swing guy. Uh, Patrick would probably be the first one off the bench if anything happens to um, Myers, or if he struggles a little bit, it's, that's probably what the offensive line is going to shape up as. Um, the one thing that did surprise me, um, roster wise for defensive line, um, they kept Tyler Lancaster. And the reason why it surprised me is, uh, Jack Heffin from, uh, uh, undrafted free agent from Iowa played in Northern Illinois prior to that. He, uh, he pretty much played, uh, extremely well in, uh, in, in training camp and in the preseason, he, he earned a roster spot on this team. And I'm surprised that they kept both him and Lancaster. Um, keeping six defensive linemen is not typically something the Packers would do. Um, but you got Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Kingsley, Kiki. If he can stay healthy, he's a guy that I'm extremely excited about. Tyler Lancaster, uh, TJ Slayton, another guy I'm extremely excited about, and Heflin. Um Wilt Willington, Prevlon got released, Carlo Kemp got released, and Adula Anderson as well. Again, maybe some of these guys end up back on the practice squad. Linebacker, they kept five. Um, that, that definitely is probably telling on the Darius Smith. Now we find out if the Darius Smith is going to be put on the IR um, to start the season because um, apparently his back is still giving him issues. But it's a Darius Smith, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Garvin, and Char Charncey Rivers. They release uh, Gallii and Scott. Um, 
uh, Galia, I'm not, I'm kind of surprised now, but he's still a little raw. Probably needs to put on at least another 20, 30 pounds. Um, he'll likely be put on the practice squad. I know the, if he clears waivers, obviously. Um, but he's one I think will be put on the practice squad. Coaches love him. Uh, uh, Mike Smith, the outside linebackers coach, is talking him up hardcore during camp. Um, so he's a guy I'm sure the coaching staff would love to stick around. Garvin, a seventh-round pick from last year, took a bit of a stride. He's a good special teams guy. And Char- Char- uh, Chauncey Rivers, a guy they claimed off waivers a couple weeks ago, he definitely earned uh, a roster spot. But with the fact they kept five makes me wonder if Sedarius Smith might be uh, for sure missing week one, if not longer, with that back. And the thing that's annoying about it, we don't know how we don't really know what's wrong with the back. We just know he has a back issue. Middle linebacker, they, uh, the free agent addition on the defense, Devondre Campbell uh, stayed. Chris Barnes stayed. Oren Burks, after a very strong uh, training camp and preseason games, he stuck around again. Ty Summers and rookie Isaiah McDuffie, who probably was a question mark going into the Buffalo game, but the way he played against Buffalo, he earned himself um, a roster spot. Then you had uh, Ray Wilborn and Dejon Harris both released. You know, will they end up back on the practice squad? I don't know. I forget how many they can keep on the practice squad now. Um, I don't see anybody uh, claiming them off waivers. Cornerback room, um, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Eric Stokes, Chandler Sullivan, Shamir Jean Charles. And I, uh, those aren't really any surprises. Uh, Jean Charles didn't have a great uh, preseason, but the fact that they used a, a, a draft pick on him, he's going to get an opportunity to work uh, work on his game. They're not going to just release him right away. And then Isaac Yidem, who they just uh, acquired in a trade with Josh Jackson, uh, he made the uh, initial 53-man. My guess is he made it more for special teams on his coverage ability, as we saw in Buffalo. Um, Ento, he got released. He'll probably get put on the practice squad. Showed great Great potential as a coverage corner. Just needs to work on his tackling. Maybe that's something he can work on. Um, the converted wide receiver just needs to work, uh, get better at the tackling. Kind of sounds like another defensive back the Packers once had in uh, Sam Shields. Um, Stefan Denmark uh, and Ferris both cut as well. Uh, Denmark is one that I could see the Packers trying to uh, stash on the practice squad. Safeties, they kept four. Amos, Savage, Black, and Scott, and they cut um, Uphoff and Gaines. One of them's likely going to be back in Green Bay, is my guess. And then released J.K. Scott and J.J. Molson and kept Mason Crosby and Hunter Bradley. And they have another uh, punter coming in that just has to pass his physical, and that'll make the 53-man roster. And then we'll see what the Packers do moving forward because, obviously, other teams made releases too. And we'll see if there's anyone else that got released that the Packers uh, want to bring in. Maybe Long Snapper got released and they want to bring someone in to replace Hunter Bradley, who had a very bad camp, has not shown improvement. Uh, maybe they want to bring in somebody else at, uh, at you know, offensive line than what they kept. So Hanson may not be as secure as he thinks he is right now. Or maybe at a uh, linebacker or corner, they want to bring somebody else in. You know, we'll see. Um, again, like I mentioned, not really any real surprises. Um, 
that the Packers released. Um, the one that was hard to see, and I understand it, I, I predicted he was going to get cut, was Kurt Benkert. And the reason why that disappoints me is, yes, I know from a quarterback standpoint, he's limited. You know, he's not a guy that's going to start any games in this league. Um, but he's great, great guy to keep around, great locker room guy from what I've seen. He uh, Great to interact with on social media. He, he, he loved, loved his time in Green Bay, and that's partially why I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in Green Bay on the practice squad. I don't foresee anyone claiming him off waivers. Um, we as Packer fans value him more than probably a lot of front office personnel people do, but he would be a good guy to bring in on the practice squad and, you know, just uh, continue to, you know, see exactly, you know, what he can be, which I think he's a perfect number three quarterback in this league, clipboard carrier. And if you have to play him for a couple downs here and there, he's probably not going to screw too many things up. But the thing is, if he does get claimed off waivers, as much as it's going to suck, um, from just a person standpoint, he's a dime a dozen in this league. There's a lot of quarterbacks around the NFL that are looking for jobs right now. Quarterbacks very similar to him in skill set. And it's just a matter of them just having to, you know, get the quarterback in here and move out, move forward with it. So that's my that's the 53 man. Um I not like I said, not surprised. Um I think a lot of these guys that they released are going to be brought back on the practice squad. I don't think I also don't think they're done making moves right now. I think that they're going to bring in some long snappers between now and New Orleans um, before they make a decision on uh, who the long snapper is going to be. So you're welcome to tweet at me at Evan with sports on Facebook, talking sports with Evan. Um, uh, let me know your thoughts. So. Uh, moving on, next question I have is, how do you feel Jordan Love played in this preseason? And I've seen, I've seen a lot of people on both sides of the spectrum. Some saying that he is never going to be an NFL quarterback. They need to cut bait right now and admit they made a mistake and sign Rodgers long-term right this very second. He's never going to be any good. And I've seen people, you know, saying that he is the, he is going to be the next quarterback. He's ready. He could start right now if they needed him to, and he's going to be the next great quarterback the Packers uh, bring in. Got to tell both sides to just slam on the brakes a little bit. I think we are expecting too much from Jordan Love in year two after year one was a completely strange year with, with COVID restrictions and everything. He didn't have an offseason his rookie year. This is basically his rookie year. And there's a lot of good that I saw from Jordan Love. He made some great throws. He's good at keeping his eyes down the field, looking through his progressions. Um, he just needs to get better at some decision-making, especially when you're in the, uh, what the Packers call the gold zone. You know, the interception he had to get to Micah Hyde at the 21-yard line, I want to say, so just outside the gold zone inexcusable and then he had the third down I want to say third down play where he threw to Amari Rogers in the back of the end zone that almost got intercepted as well those are things that through coaching is going to get cleaned up and here's the thing too with Jordan Love he's not he's not going to be another Aaron Rodgers and here's the caveat he doesn't have to be another Aaron Rodgers you're not going to find another Aaron Rodgers if that's what you're looking for 
for your next quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And yes, you look around the rest of the league and seeing these teams year after year after year reaching for quarterbacks. We've seen it from the Vikings years ago, drafting a Christian Ponder. We've seen it from the Titans, drafting Jake Locker. We've seen it over and over again, teams reaching for these quarterbacks because they're desperate, a quarterback-driven league, and they don't have one. And Gutenkoos does not want to be in that position. Deshaun Kaiser didn't work out. Brett Hundley didn't work out. Uh, he doesn't want to rely on a Brett Hundley or – or Graham Harrell, or whatever, to be the backup quarterback. He wants a backup quarterback that if he needs to start for a few weeks because, heaven forbid, something happens to Rodgers, they're not going – the quarterback's not going to lose them any games. And one thing with Matt LaFleur there is as long as Matt LaFleur is there, the offense is going to be – he's the quarterback of that offense is going to be put in position – to make wide open throws. That's the way the scheme is. Jared Goff led the Rams to a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo led the 49ers to the Super Bowl running this offense. So, yes, it's great having a Hall of Fame quarterback running the offense. And obviously, that is what uh, the Rams in the trading for Matt Stafford is doing because they want an elite quarterback to run it, because they saw how an elite quarterback runs it at Rodgers. Uh, the 49ers draft Trey Lance because they feel he has the potential to be that elite guy. They saw what an elite quarterback can do running this offense. So now McVay and Shanahan, they want that elite quarterback, hence why they try trading for Rodgers in the offseason, because they want that elite quarterback. But you don't have to be an elite quarterback to run the Matt LaFleur offense. You don't have to be. His scheme is going to scheme guys open, and all, all Love needs to do is just make those throws, make his throws on time, and improve his off-schedule stuff. When he gets pressure, when he has to scramble a little bit, when he needs to you know, decide if he should force something downfield or eat the ball. Those are things that young quarterbacks are going to learn and get better at. And everything I've seen from Love, he wants to learn. He wants to get better. So for those, for those that are saying that Jordan Love is, is awful and garbage already based off two preseason games, which I thought he played extremely well other than a couple of dumb throws, and those saying that he's the, uh, the next Aaron Rodgers just both need to chill out and kind of look at somewhere in the middle that we're seeing the natural progression of a young quarterback work to improve themselves each and every day. And that's what Jordan Love needs to do. Work to improve himself each and every day from here on out. Um, well, I didn't think this, I was going to take this long talking Packers. Um, so I know I mentioned early on, I was going to talk some Corbin Burns and Cy Young, um, but I might, I might table that. I'm going to table that until Thursday. I'll be back live again on Thursday talking Milwaukee Brewers. Might be talking some Chicago sports. Look, working to get guest on that I used to work with at a station I, do, uh, I work at part-time. Working to get him on the show uh, on Thursday. Just uh, working some things out with his schedule. Um, but like I said, I will talk Corbin Burns, Cy Young candidacy, candidacy uh, what the Packer, I mean, what, what the Brewers playoff roster might look like uh, as we get into September. Rosters expand tomorrow. Expect Vogelbach uh, to be back on the 40-man 
which they have to put him back on the 40-man, meaning someone needs to be taken off. Um, so I'm going to talk about that and uh, what the Pet Brewers postseason might look like um, as well. So before I do go, if you're in Racine, Wisconsin, or Southeast Kenosha, whatever, and you're close to Racine, you know, the shirt I'm wearing, um, Little Port uh, Brewing Company, it's located on 2nd Street in Racine, downtown, uh, 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 Michael Brewery, uh, brand new in Racine. Great beer, great clientele, great staff, great ownership. Highly recommended. It's a great place to go and have a couple beers with some buddies. Um, check it out. Tell them that you know uh, you 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 were watching this awesome uh, sports talk show, talking sports with Evan, or listening to talking sports with Evan uh, via podcast, and he recommended people come. So. You saw the shirt that he had on uh, during his during his show, Little Port Brewing Company, and you wanted to try it. So with that said, like I said, I'm tabling the Corbin Burns discussion, the Milwaukee Brewer discussion until Thursday. And until then, I hope you all have a great uh, couple of days here. I'll be back with you on Thursday. Follow me on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan. Follow me on Twitter at Evan with Sports. I will talk to you all later. Have a great rest of your night and a great day tomorrow.